you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. Hey gang, I'm going to get right to the interview with Fox Lake. Before we do that, I just wanted to give a big thank you to everyone who supports the podcast on Patreon. By going to patreon.com slash witchpolice, you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month, and you can help keep the lights on. You can help with costs like equipment, help with web hosting, all these little incidentals that come with running a podcast. If you feel like it's worth a few cents, uh, comes out down to about 17 cents an episode if you do the math, and think of it like putting some change in the guitar case. I want to give a special shout out to the two newest Patreon supporters, and those are Al and Joel Claverkamp. Al and Joel, thanks again for your support, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. For everyone else who hasn't supported the podcast on Patreon yet, if you sign up, you get early access to the podcasts, you get special bonus content like recommendations of local artists from my interviewees, you get bonus episodes and interviews you've never heard, and all kinds of fun stuff. Again, that's patreon.com slash please. Enjoy the show. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with uh, three members of a band that is uh, not uh, not new to the local music scene, but new to the podcast. I mean, I've, I've heard the name um, a bunch of times over the years, and I know you have a record that came out last year, and we can get into all of that. It seems weird saying last year because, like, last year just ended, but um, we can get into all of that, but I think the best way to start this off is if the uh, three of you who are here want to introduce yourselves and uh, <clears throat> what you do in the band, and then maybe give a bit of background about the band as well, uh, just so people can put a name to the voice. I guess I can start. Um, I'm Shane. I um, sing and play guitar in Fox Lake. I'm Zach, and I also sing and play guitar in Fox Lake. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Neil, and I play bass and do uh, a few vocal duties in the background in Fox Lake. So you still kind of sing and play guitar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> depending on how you want to. Yeah, it, yeah. D- uh, different singing, different guitar, but yeah, right. it's less all the same. Less singing, right? Right. <laughs> so, like I was saying at the at the beginning there, I mean, I, I think I've kind of heard about you more recently, but looking at your band camp, you have stuff dating back to like 2015. Uh, so, how long has this actually been the band? Neil and I have been playing in a band since we were teenagers, basically. <clears throat> Always like pretty annoying, like either post rock or math rock for whatever. And uh, and then with Shane for, I don't even know, a decade now. And Fox Lake has been sort of an active, dormant, active type thing. Okay. But more recently, more active. Yeah. So like you mentioned, 2015, we did some recordings and and then kind of dipped for a little bit and then kind of came back. 
right in time for the pandemic. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what I was going to yeah. ask you next. I mean, I'm, I'm, I really am sick of ask, asking about the pandemic, but it comes up every time. And I, just looking at kind of your releases, I mean, you put out a lot of stuff just right in that period where like the world went to shit. So what was that like as a band trying to navigate releasing an album during this time where you couldn't even get together necessarily uh, to, to rehearse or, or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it, it slowed us down a lot. We we had studio time booked uh, with with JP at Private Ear uh, in the summer of 2020. So that obviously didn't happen. And then between between their forced cancellations and our kind of inability to to get together and rehearse, it just kept getting pushed back. Um, we it took a long time to get to the album too because we we had probably written about an entire album and then scrapped oh, really? most of it. I think maybe one song made it on to repose. Mm. So there's kind of between that process on our own end and then the pandemic hitting, this thing probably came out three years later, but also there was a lot of tinkering that happened in that time. So like the songs that were recorded were, are very different than what they would have been if we didn't have that delay. Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. So is that almost yeah. a silver lining to kind of this this enforced shutdown where where you had the time to to go over the songs and tinker with them and, and sort of make them the way that you eventually wanted them to turn out? I th- I think so. I for, for me personally, I, I don't I can't speak for the other guys, but um, I think the the having sort of like the lockdown during the pandemic really like made me personally like excited to play music with you like with the guys again and like being able to get back and jamming in person and just felt like, I don't know, the creative juices were flowing in a different way than they were sort of pre-pandemic. Yeah, and we had planned to, like, release those other songs Neil had mentioned, <clears throat> and that that plan was getting pushed back, and this, the sound of the band was changing quite a bit. So our idea was to kind of get those out of the way, uh, release them, and then kind of re- restructure the sound anyways, and then we just scrapped part A and did the, did the pandemic restructure, and then... We actually recorded a split with another band, uh, sitcom. Right, a bunch, of, a bunch of the guys that be on your your show, I'm sure. Yeah, in different um, bands. I, yeah, it's all incestuous, yeah, right? Winnipeg's music scene is. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But that got re- that got released, I think, like the second month of the pandemic. So we never even got to play that live. Just to give give you an example of like how much has changed in so short of a time. Yeah, that was a that was a shame because that's it's a, it's a good split. Like I think both bands released good songs on that split, but it just it just dropped at like the worst moment in time, and it just completely fizzled out. It's too bad, but <clears throat> the way it is. So, well, what does that what does that do for you then as a band? I mean, you know, you've you've recorded these songs, they, you got them with the way you want them to sound. You're putting them out, and then for reasons outside of your control, it's just kind of the impact is is not there. And now you're years later, and like you said, things have changed sonically with the band sort of during this time. Uh, are those older songs now just just gone, or, or do you still like? How, how do they feel to you? Do they feel like they're old, or does it feel like, does it feel like you've progressed considerably, sort of beyond that point? I don't even remember them. So <laughs> is that? <laughs> yeah, they're in a they're in a folder in you know Google Drive somewhere. Yeah, but not actively Forgotten, part but, of a set. But not lost. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Weirdly, I think it, when it comes to old music, I think I think I I spend more time running through songs that we never finished in my head than songs that we did finish. Like there's something for me about recording and releasing a song and I'm like, all right, it's, it's gone. 
And then there are like these random verses that we could never quite figure out that play over, over and over in my head in perpetuity. So yeah. I, I think the band, like in general, we go through a lot of like <clears throat> triage, like there's a lot of music that doesn't come out. So it's, it was honestly sort of more of the same, a little bit on our end, the, the pandemic delay and like scrapping a bunch of stuff. That's just sort of part of the, part of the vibe, I guess. I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I think that's that's fair. That's part of it. I, and also, when that split came out, uh, my partner and I had a kid about six weeks after that, plus the pandemic. So to be honest, I just didn't think it like it happened. And then I was like, all right. Yeah, your priorities shifted elsewhere. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. What What is it? Uh, I mean, as far as the actual sound of the band, what has changed sort of over the past few years? And I know you've alluded a few times to sort of, uh, you know, the vibe has changed uh, about the type of songs you're doing. What is it that, that caused that? And what sort of sonically has, has happened? Um, I don't know. I think for me, like ever since Crash of Rhino stopped being a band, I have always just wanted to be the new Crash of Rhino. <laughs> 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 that's been my like personal goal <laughs> that's a deep cut but uh, in in general i think it's we we just started shifting more towards writing songs we used to try to write stuff that was really kind of like as forward thinking as we could could muster and like really exciting and challenging for us and then surprisingly it wasn't that listenable <laughs> so <laughs> I think like when we all decided to like write songs for lack of a better way to explain it, we just kind of got re re-energized by like, oh, okay, like we can still sound like we want to sound and like make it more about sort of the, the cohesion and like the, the memorableness of it rather than kind of like, this is hard to play. So hopefully you like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, what, what neither Zach or Shane will, will, say so i'll say it for them mm -hmm. is that they learn to sing and write vocal parts and i mean i don't mean that as a as a cut against them but like if you listen to our old, older material like it's a lot of shouting yeah and the vocal melodies just are less melodic for lack of a way to put it like that we were you know it was a lot of i think like kind of copying other styles and just doing what we could and i think part of the time that it took for these songs to come together was like um was those two especially figuring out like what do Fox Lake vocals sound like? And certainly some of the, I think the strongest songs on the album vocally are like the last songs that were written. Like they just, they stand out in that way for us.
is that something yeah, that was intentional? Like, were you were you were you sort of trying to progress vocally over the years, or was this something that was there some kind of inspiration to sort of go more melodic than you know the, the like you said the, the screamier stuff in the past? Um, I th- I think for me it was a lot a lot of it was like a confidence thing. Like early on, well, we all played in a, a different band called Viridian before Fox Lake, uh, except for with a different drummer. Right. Who and and the, that drummer did all the vocals in that band. So the rest of us kind of just had to all we had to worry about was playing, like you know, trying to figure out the hardest parts that we could play. Um, and uh, and then when we sort of shifted to this, this Fox Lake venture, um, I think that mindset was still like pretty pretty uh on the forefront of just sort of like vocals you know are sort of like an afterthought right yeah um yeah sorry and then i think that it just progressively like the more we sort of settled into this new project and our sort of like Mm. these new roles um i think it's just becoming a little bit more uh more natural for us and i think on like the heels of that like it was a bit of a defense mechanism like oh let's just write really complicated songs and then there's like no room for vocals and then now when we decided like Shane to, takes the lion's share of of the singing and then when that kind of settled in and then that we kind of started making more and more room in the arranging for the for the vo- for the vocals and the lyrics so I think that kind of we figured out that that could work for us and then we just kept going in that direction but it took a while and we all kind of kicked the can down the road for a while until Shane primarily kind of started doing it. And then it's like, oh, okay. Like he jumped off the bridge first, like, and he's fine. So let's just like follow suit. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. kind of how it felt for me. Does that give you a bit more um, versatility as far as who you can play shows with and where you can play shows, adding that melodic element in terms of, you know, like maybe you could get added to a bill that's not necessarily something you would have been on four years ago, five years ago. <clears throat> Um, I, I think well, I think so. Like I, we've been getting. I think we, you know, started to play with a little bit more, sort of more. No, I don't want to say indie bands, but like through the real love, right? Sort of connection. Um, I, I was just laughing because it, it feels like that's our mo that we kind of always are on bills that like don't quite fit, but that's been since day one. I feel like we're not heavy enough for the heavy crowd, and we're like too loud for the not heavy. It, it's always kind of. And that works for us, but it just makes shows a little bit more slippery, I guess. I feel like that's kind of the, Winni- the Winnipeg music scene too. It's just it's so like, you know, tight knit and small that you get these kind of like wickedly weird combinations of bands playing shows together, which is pretty yeah. awesome, I think. Well, because there's so many micro scenes within the the larger scenes, and then they get sick of playing with the same three bands every night. So they, they, they tend to mix it up a bit. Yeah, you get some weird combos for sure. Um, Especially if they all play in the same band. They just all watch each other. Play. And that exists. That's, that, that's a thing for sure in Winnipeg where everyone is in each other's bands. Definitely. Definitely. Um, do you, uh, like, have you found sort of where you, uh, and I know you kind of answered this uh, a minute ago, but where do you think that you fit in the local music scene? Because, I mean, there's not, is there a scene of other bands that are doing something that you feel is similar enough to you? Whether whether they sound exactly like you, maybe even just uh, you know con- conceptually or, or or in terms of uh, sort of how they approach music that, that that fits well. Like, are there other bands you feel a kinship with? I guess. I I feel like we always kind of felt that way with with um, sitcoms more or less. Like, 
we yeah they they we've worked that really well i think playing together yeah i think that 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 kind of that crew of uh i think it's all guys that crew of people um doing sort of like i don't know punk adjacent music but trying to bring like it's not that's not stock yeah right uh i think we fit there but i also like to to selfishly answer the question like when we started this band i think we were very much in in the thinking of like am overcast laviv maybe even electric quarter staff like like we were our old band played shows with some of those bands and that was kind of that like technical side of things was like really appealing to all of us but a lot of those bands kind of like us now like don't have a huge live footprint and also i mean now they're they're older guys and those projects are in different states but i would say those bands had a big uh, influence on us in the earlier days of box lake so
that's interesting because that definitely covers the technical side of things. Like like you're saying, I mean, all those bands are and and heavy too in some cases. Like I mean, uh, and then it kind of clashes with what you were saying a little bit earlier about the melodic side. So I mean, I guess you're kind of you got fingers in different pies as far as uh you know local local scenes i like what you said too about punk adjacent because that i think is a good way of describing sort of where you fit in i mean as a listener right i mean i don't know as far as who you feel um is your is your your crowd but uh, i think it definitely sounds like a punk adjacent record and and your previous ones too um i hate asking this question too but how do you define it if someone you run into haven't seen them in a while they hear you're in a band is it like a Cole's Notes short version? <laughs> and I, I, the question sucks because like there's so many subgenres now, and everything is like a post this and a you know something core. Like, do you have a, an easy definition for it? It's it's funny you ask that because um, we when we were recording, uh, we did a couple songs like live in a natural cycle, okay, in Winnipeg. Um, when we were recording those, we got we were loading gear into natural cycle and. and uh, it's these two people that work for Red Bull who like drive around, you know, and hand out free Red Bull people kind of like showed, showed up. <laughs> Neil was trying to explain what our band, <laughs> what, what our, what genre our band was to these Red Bull workers. And it was like excruciatingly hard. Well, what did, I forget. Also, one of us said math rock, like they ask and just like kind of without thinking one of us said math rock. Right. But then it became this like, what's that? And I was like, oh my God. Well, that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> right? Trying to define that to someone who's never heard it before. Yeah. And then you're, and then you're like slowly, like you're suggesting bands that are a little bit more mainstream that like, maybe they would know that they could relate to. And then eventually it gets to like Rush was <laughs> like the last one. Which I mean, you don't sound like... Know Rush, then yeah <laughs> i i wouldn't say you sound like rush at all but i i mean i can see going down that kind of uh that ladder of bands that people might recognize that 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 sort of makes sense yeah. i guess yeah yeah it's just a particularly I, like funny question for us because we've never we've never been able to it's okay time out. it sounds so posh we've never been able to define ourselves but in terms of like we always give silly answers because we just don't really don't really in a way feel like it like it fits yeah i mean i i i'm always a little bit reluctant but i think that the best shorthand for us is probably the like midwest emo thing i that seems to work for us and like but even that genre like people say midwest emo and you get everything from like the super whiny like joan of arc poetry <laughs> stuff <laughs> uh to like you know bands that are bordering on like scrams and screamo so it's like it's sort of a catch-all as it is but i mean all genres are like that yeah. some people have like super rigid lines and other people are like you know really committed to their micro genres so. yeah well and even emo is a loaded term depending on uh, you know yeah. when, when people grew up and what they consider to be to be emo you could get some uh some very strong reactions to that word uh, unfortunately but um <laughs> Yeah, I guess the reason I ask it is, and I, I hate asking the question too, because everyone gets stuck. I mean, unless you're basically like a straight ahead country singer or something, you're, you struggle with this. And even some of those guys struggle with this too. But we're in like an era where everything is, and I do this too, everyone wants to kind of compartmentalize everything in their head or on their playlist or, or however they, they consume music. And it seems like, you know, even going somewhere like Bandcamp, there's like 20 genre, subgenres listed at the bottom of the page and everyone's trying to sort of fit it into a, a category. And it's weird that that's happening now because now everyone's exposed to so much different stuff and there's so many influences that 
it's way harder to pin down anyone's genre than it ever was. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, the question sucks. I, I admit it, but uh, thank you for attempting <laughs> to answer it. What is sort of the plan now? I mean, you have this album that came out last year. Um, now that things have opened up a bit, shows can happen. Uh, you can you can get together and 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 work on music uh, in person for now. Anyway, hopefully it stays like that. Um, what are your sort of your plans going forward? Are you working on a follow up? Do you have uh, do you have songs that are ready to go, or is this still uh, going to be like a longer process because of this enforced time off that everyone's had? Um, well, we've been sort of uh, we've been sort of exploring this new terrain, which is uh, trying to write music long distance. Because I'm I'm going to school right now in Ottawa, okay, which is where I am right now, actually. Um, and yeah, so we've we've always been sort of the band that you know we jam twice a week and we write songs together. And <clears throat> you know, one of us will bring a riff or two, but other than that, it's like very um, collaborative and in person. So this has been sort of like a, a interesting test to see like you know how we're able to write more music in this new sort of new way. Yeah, and and I will add like it we were all pretty skeptical to be frank with you and, and not be of Shane, but just of like the shift in our process because yeah. we're so used to doing it one way. Um, but it, it's sort of been working where, and you know, with how easy it is to record now, just in general, you can record like literally in your apartment. It doesn't really matter. Um, so we do kind of, we, we, whenever Shane gets in town, we kind of, force his hand a little bit and get a few jams in and then record what we've got and it's been like a, a relatively fruitful process considering yeah so yeah we've got a couple like shane was in time for the holidays we finished i'd say we maybe not finished we got two songs to where we usually get songs to before we start adding vocals and okay. that's kind of like a final step so that but i mean we did that in a matter of hours whereas that would have normally taken like weeks and weeks and weeks uh back and forth in the jam space so like it it, it was interesting mm -hmm. and we're i'd say right now like for the next the next thing we're we're exploring options for like a smaller release so not a full length but we're kind of not sure if it means just drop a couple singles do a split whatever else like even just the world of releasing music is so different now for sure where I mean, if we wanted to, we could do the thing where we just drop a single every three months for the next two years. Like there are bands that do that and I don't think people care anymore. So um, if in a way it feels like we just have to pick whatever option uh, feels best in the moment. So. Has the right, have I'm been, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was just going to say, we have been lucky in that, like we do have a relatively small like footprint, but but we have gotten a lot of like nice support in Winnipeg for shows, which has been very worthwhile because I feel like, and maybe this is just being old fashioned, but there was a certain amount of like, you know, teeth grinding and clout that you needed, like playing lots of shows, playing the right venues with the right people at the right time and all that stuff to like have people coming through the door. And we've been pretty nervous. <laughs> like, you know, when you like throw a party and like none of your guests arrive at nine and you're like, Oh man, is Anybody going to come? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So our last few shows, I've certainly had those those butterflies flying around, but like people have been really receptive and and filling up rooms when we've been playing them. You know, mo you know, modest rooms, but uh, it's that's been really energizing and like definitely uh, pushing us to like 
keep releasing music and like keep writing together, which that's been kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Cool. How does this long distance situation affect uh, the potential for playing shows? I mean, obviously you can't do it as easy, easily as you would have been able to uh, before this. Is that something you're kind of have to work uh, well ahead of time to, to figure out? Yeah, it's kind of um, like, you know, we if we get a show offer, we sort of discuss it as a band and, you know, talk about whether it lines up or not with my schedule. And um, the flights are fairly easy and like relatively cheap from Ottawa. So it's like, you know, it's mostly just like um, lining up with the guy with the schedules and and, yeah. and it's not just Shane either though like we all have moved to like have pretty full schedules so Shane is the sort of determining factor so to speak but we're also a little bit more like selective or a little bit less interested on that like 11 p.m. Tuesday <laughs> evening slot like like feel too old for that now so. Well, that's one of the things that happens when, when with anyone who's in a band for more than a few years, right? Like people's priorities change and, and lifestyles change and everything. And yeah, it's like you, you can't do those Tuesday night midnight shows uh, or you don't want to if you can avoid it for sure, for sure.
at this point, yeah. um, you know, again, obviously, like you said, uh, shows are kind of uh, as they come and as you decide to play them. What's the best way to, to find out, uh, to, first of all, to hear you now? What's the best way to hear the, the most recent record and the old stuff? And then what's the best way to find out uh, what you're up to as far as potential shows or anything new happening in the future? Um, Instagram for, for show postings and and just like general info, I think. We, don't, we pretty much exclusively use Instagram. I don't think we use Facebook really anymore. Um, and and Spotify, well, any streaming, I guess I, I use Spotify personally, but I, I think our stuff's on like Apple Music and stuff too, right? Yeah, we're, we're covered. Yeah, and people can buy records too if they want. If they really want. <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna jokingly say the only way you can hear us is if you buy our record. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad to see you're putting out physical music still because, like, this is one of these weird things that that's happened now because of the way the whole music ecosystem is. Is that you know, you there are tons of bands who are just putting out singles online and that's it, and there's no there's no physical anything. And there's, you know, the, the, the concept uh, of even an album is not even something people think about. I think we just touched on that a few minutes ago. And uh, so it's nice to see, uh, as someone who's old and set in his ways and listens primarily to physical music, it's nice to see that people are still doing it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's always good to, that I'm not talking to someone who's just doing everything digitally because that's over my head at this point. I'm, and I can't, I'm too old to, to learn it. It's so hard though, because it's, it's, it's so cost prohibitive. Like physical music has oh, become yeah. cost prohibitive. And I mean, I say that both on the production side, but even as a consumer, like, I mean, I used to buy so much vinyl. Mm-hmm. I've got a good job and like, I can't be fucking paying FedEx $30 every time I want to support a band. Like that's insane. Um, and we got super lucky with this, uh, this guy, Kevin, who we met from Chicago area, who, is starting a label and like fronted the money for this LP. And we all thought we were being, we honestly thought we were being scammed. We're like, we're like, what what do you mean you're going to pay for it? Like, what's the catch? We're like, why? It just made no sense. And then, but then it turned out he was sincere and he was like, no, I want to do this. I'm starting this label. And so the vinyl is like something that we, we obviously, we all really wanted. I think it's super cool to have, but it's uh, really just good fortune that, got us that so how did he hear maybe you? good songs <clears throat> did you just i think it was through that facebook uh, group hey yeah well i shopped i shopped the album around because we're like pretty i mean these days speaking of like how music is released like i feel like you need like a marketing degree to be in a band totally like you can't just like be a band um which is us uh and then i just kind of we all have like side jobs in the band you know um, and I took the reins on like just shopping around the album. I just cold called labels basically. And we're like, Hey, we like did all this. We've fronted all the money. Like it's done. You don't have to give us anything. Just like put it out for us. And, uh, we worked with a couple of labels and a couple of, um, really like, um, genuine, uh, what would you call choke and, and Bahamas like curators, I guess that took interest in us kind of out of nowhere. So. Cool. Um, and they really opened the door for us for like getting a wider appeal, like putting us on their site and interviewing us and stuff. So yeah. that, and that I mean, kind of all worked together. And, and in a way we're also like, we're playing math rock. It's pretty niche thing. And it's a genre that's mostly like the audience's musicians Yeah. or yeah, <clears throat> for the most part. Mostly, so yeah, yeah. for, for a sub genre, that's like not that big 
the people who are in it are really committed. So there's a lot of small labels. There's a lot of blogs. There's a lot of that stuff. And I think we've, we've been lucky to, to tap into some of that. And yeah. Cool. 